episode number 141 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bly, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you're, you've got a fine-looking track behind you. It's, uh, I've, I've, got, I've got no idea if it's grass or if it's an actual track. It looks the same colour as uh, the, the, the inner field. Where the hell are you today, Tommy? Good evening, Kyle. Hello, listeners. Tonight, I'm in the Hippodrome de Toy, which is a, it's a, it's a track. It's actually like a sports complex, about a couple of kilometers from here. I ran past it the other day. It's, it's a track and stunning setting in the middle of a, a race course, as in like a horse race course. You know, like a, so you can see, you can just see over my shoulder there, Kyle. That's a race course running along yeah, there. Okay. Yeah, it's a, no. honestly, it's stunning. So you've got right in the middle of this, you've got this random track. And listeners, the reason I'm, I'm loving it, I've shared it tonight, is it's green. And it's, cause I think it's also Green Runners Week this week. So I thought that'd be quite a, uh, a good thing to embrace. So is that a carbon but, uh, neutral type track then, is it? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But you know, I've said this before. It's amazing how many just tracks there are in Paris. You just walk on this. This is It's just a walk-on track. And I think it's, it's, it's for it's so the people of that area. But, oh, so accessible. All right. Very impressive. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, that's, that's what met Rabidini did. Just up, up in there, oh. up at Hazelhead. That would be the dream, like, you know. Absolutely. I don't know where the funding for all this comes from, but it's, it's, in, uh, it's impressive. But wow. anyway, listeners, we've got, we have got an exciting show for you this week, as always. We have, we're going to recap on the Podium 5K, which on the weekend and we're going to be joined by um beth potter who is set depending on what well, i don't think it's quite ratified yet but it's a world a world best time we're going to call it um which is amazing so beth's going to join us going to talk about that lightning hot race and uh catch up on on everything else that we've been up to so let's start with should we start with podium then kyle well let, let's get let's get straight into it no one need no, well no actually we, we need to chat about your, your race at the weekend, but we're, we're aware of time, folks. So we're going to try and tee, you know, we're going to try and tee up um, the Podium 5K. Beth's going to jump on. And then to keep you, you know, you listeners hooked and on tent of hooks, we need to, you know, after Beth's interview, we're then going to chat about Tommy's, uh, Tommy's trials in Paris. So uh, how does that sound, listeners? That sounds no great, comment. Kyle. <laughs> right. So the thanks for that, listeners. something, yeah. Let, let me let me tee up the podium then. So podium 5K, we've talked about it before. It's a really it's a very cool format. The podium guys um, they put on this. They've, they've, this is not a new race. You know, last year before lockdown started, we saw a really a red hot race where actually Beth uh, Beth ran and won. I think she won it. Um, the the format was it's kind of like they've got a series of waves. So they had a sub 1930, a sub 1830, sub 1730, sub 1630, sub 16 sub-1530 race, and then the men's A-race, as they called it, the sub-1430 race. Uh, so really, it's on, a, it's on a cycle circuit in the northwest of England. And um, I mean, apparently I said it wrong last week. I called it, uh, so Barraford. I called it Barrowlands last year, last week, which is obviously <laughs> yes. a, a, more a Glaswegian music venue, but Barraford in the northwest of England. And I mean, it was, it's, it's a red-hot circuit. We know um, pals of ours in the northeast have gone down and run it, and it's uh, the field was red-hot. And... And sure enough, it didn't disappoint. Super fast conditions, super fast race course, and top class athletes has resulted in some ridiculous performances. Now, the only sadness is because of uh, Scottish government guidelines, uh, there's no Scottish athletes based in Scotland could travel. So there's no, the only Scottish interest is, is still a big one, though. It's, we're going to talk about mainly about Beth, but also about Cameron Main and, and Sophia Green. So, um, and so yeah, really. Mary um, uh, McLennan as well. Mary McLennan, of course. Mary McLennan, yes. sorry, who ran a great yeah. PB. I actually think um, Grant Sheldon ran as well. 
Really? In fact, I had money on Grant Sheldon. So like, before we go into the race, right? I know I'm, I'm digressing a lot. One cool thing they did was William Hill were taking odds on the on the race, the men's really? race only, the sub-1430. So I had a fiver on uh, Johnny Brownlee each way and a fiver on uh, Grant Sheldon. <laughs> and Grant Sheldon, who, judge, I, the commentators didn't mention my name, but I thought it what looked like a camouflage vest. Looked like he faded a little bit into the, in the second half. Um, never really in contention, unfortunately, but added a bit of interest. I think it was a great initiative. You know, that's um, brilliant. Really I, cool. I, I mean, you know, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not there's not really been that many like things like that in the you know in, in the recent you know races and things like that. I think that's quite a good addition to personally anyway to to yeah. to, to racing. You know, because horse racing it, it happens all the time, but. Uh, it'd be great to see runners, you know, betting on some of the top athletes and what their times will be. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, I'm, I'm probably not, it's probably been, being a gambler and all that, you know, I'm not really a gambler, a betting man. So, you know, the, the mental health and financial uh, yeah. repercussions that, that come with that, um, you know, true, probably true. not great, is it? So. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we're not, I'm not endorsing gambling by any means, but it was, it was, uh, I thought it was an interesting, uh, an interesting thing for the race. We're, we're already gone, going down a slippery slope already, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we've been supposed to be sponsored by a brewery. Well, yeah, that's true. So let's let's start then with the um, this what was the second race because it's the one we want to really focus on tonight is the the sub fifteen thirty race which was won by Lewis Gamble Thompson of New Merce Carriers in. Uh, in 1424 second place was michael clayton solved hires in 1429 and that says it all by the way the sub four the sub 1530 race is being won in 1430 so i imagine there was the limits on the field and that's why these guys were that far back in third place of course harry wakefield um highgate harriers in 1429 um and that's i mean this is we'll get to the men's areas but that's that you know that's 254 for a k that 440 miling that's seriously moving but when we go back down to 16th place in that race because it's a mixed race beth potter shaftesbury and barnet vp glasgow as well let's let's put that in there 1441 now we're going to speak to beth tonight but that's outrageous that's unbelievable (laughs) i think she i mean yeah let's not put words in her mouth but i don't think she realized that she never ran with a watch did she but uh anyway let, let her let her chat about her race but that is just crazy eh? like um now i think you know tommy you i think you were one of the first to call out on, on your twitter feed there uh, or our twitter feed that that you were uh we were the first to ratify not ratify but ratification uh without we, well it was it was um yeah we i have to look up i was i thought it was a british records when it came in so we looked it up uh, of course, Paula Radcliffe had the British record for 5K at 1451. Um, it was only stumbling upon an article, and you think the, the world record's 1453, and uh, you think that's uh, uh, or 1443, I think it was. Sorry, 1443. I remember thinking that's that feels that that surprised me. But actually, the what the 5K world record, which was has been an official distance since I think 2015. Um, so yeah, and it was it was set earlier this year in Monaco by um, Beatrice. Um, sorry, I don't want to get that wrong. Uh, Kepto, Kepto. Think of it. Yeah, yeah, Beatrice Kepto. Kepto. Yeah, Kepto. Sorry, that's really perfect. Kepto. Beatrice Kepto. Um, and yeah, that was set in Monaco. And sure enough, in a you know that was in a we what I watched that that was a that's a mixed field running a really beautiful what looked to be quite a fast course in Monaco. 
Um, yeah, right. And that was that. You know, that is a mixed field as well. So it's you know, it's Beth has, has rocked up and just absolutely smashed it. And again, we're going to hear from Beth. We know that she's in great form. Triathlon. She won the there was a Super League meet uh, the week before. And and yeah, just amazing. And it's just amazing to see a a, a British athlete, um, a Scottish athlete, more importantly, you know, leading the fray like that. It's really amazing. Oh, isn't it? I, I mean, I never never got a chance to watch it, um, but bloody hell, like, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I, yeah, I was I was pretty gobsmacked, and and not just you know best time. I mean, we had some cracking results from some of the other runners, like. You know, Mari had a great run. Sophia Green, you know, 16 11 yeah, for her. That's that, bonkers. Uh, and, you know, she's a, a fellow Murray Roadrunner, a northerner. Uh, um, yeah. Which, and, and she's a triathlete as well. Um, and Cameron Main, 13.53, which, uh, you know, again, another fantastic result. And, you know, I, was, I, I, did, I did look at, you know, watch the, the men's A race. And you look at that field day, eh? like, there's about, there's about 30 odd of them going under 14 minutes. Like, you know, that's. Uh, that's the kind of pace they were going at. It's, it's, so, it was crazy. Like I was, so I was watching. In fact, the men's a race, which I which I was watching, and um, I got to say, actually, shout out to Sunday uh, Sunday plod, Sunday podcast Sunday podcast, yeah. And they had a great coverage of it, which we were watching. The guy was, and because it was Instagram live, we were. He was giving it. You could. I was giving a bit of ch- chat, and I kind of respond to people chatting, which is very cool. Um, but in terms of the men's a race, or the men's, we're calling it that because that's what they called it, the sub fourteen thirty race. It was won by Tom Mortimer, Stroud AC, in 1339. Uh, I remember on the same course last year, um, we had uh, Mark Scott running a, what was a, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was actually ratified in the end as a European record, but it was, I mean, bonkers, um, the performance on, on that course. Phil Sessman of Leeds, AC, Leeds City AC, third in 1340, and then Andrew Hayes, um, Halsham Hires in 1346. And the men's race was super tight, went right, and it looked like Sessman had it. And it was only with about with a um, it must have been fifty meters to go. Mortimer makes one additional surge. You know, you think someone's done, but no, he has one big draw of breath and goes again. And and he came through for the win. And yeah, I mean, as you say, Cal, there's eleven guys sub fourteen. It's just uh, it's just incredible. And it just shows when you put these meets on that. And we've seen at the Scottish five k champs, maybe not quite as quick. Maybe the depth is not quite as you get down there, but. You put on a race like this, it's well organized, well set up, designed for fast times. You know, build it and they will come. People will come to these races. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you if it hadn't been for the government restrictions, you would have seen a handful of Scots go down to run fast times there and tonight at the, the fast 5k, which has just been on. I mean, you, you know, when you look at that though, like I think it almost has to be uh like you're not gonna you probably have to they have waves from sub 14, sub 14, 15, sub 14, 30, because it's the standard of it. Yeah. It's not like the BMC, because if we've got any, the, the, the route looked fairly narrow in parts. Like if it was any any bigger, then it could restrict the, the times and it would end up just being a little bit like wacky races. But yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it's it's brilliant to see. Yeah. Like it just shows like the type of course it is. If you get the right course, the right, standard of runners the right organization like you can you can really make a, a huge improvement in some of these times and and it, i think it almost goes back to the armor 5k as well like that's been on the go for yeah. years and it's only okay you've got the scottish champs uh, as well in edinburgh but you don't get that many opportunities to race a 5k and you think there would be more up fast 5k road opportunities in the uk because it's it's an event where you can recover pretty quickly from yeah well 
Uh, so you would think something like a series like this, a bit like the BMC for track runners. Okay, you, you have got 5,000s, 1,500s, 800s, but it would be nice to see some more road events as well because yeah. you know, track uh, it's, it's just an, it's another element of our, of our sport, isn't it? Road running on the, on, you know, from, from 5K onwards, you know? So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked by that, Tommy. It's, it's pretty decent. Um, so what, so, I mean, what about the, the women's side then? We, you know, we took, in fact, what about Grant? Grant? I haven't even got the results in front of me. I can't find so them. Grant Shel- so, me horse racing. so, so Grant Sheldon was in seventh in 13.55, but just in front of him, as Kyle mentioned before, uh, Murray Roadrunner's Cameron Main in 1353. Now, I was when I was watching, I was thinking, is that a Murray Roadrunner's vest? And it's such a you know, we know that bright yellow vest. I'm thinking, there must be, is there a club in England? I was racking my brain thinking, I know Kenny's not down there. Um, I don't think Ewan's down there. I was trying to think about who the, the Murray Roadrunner is. I didn't realize Cameron was a, was a Murray Roadrunner. And sure enough, comes in, you see the result, and 1353 for a what is a you know, under 23 Scott is. Absolutely incredible. For just to put wow. that into to put that into a bit of a uh, um, context, Johnny Brownlee two places in front of him, thirteen fifty two. So he's a second behind uh, Johnny Brownlee. He's um, who, so Cameron is also a triathlete, I should add. So he's only yeah, yeah. two seconds in front of Grant Sheldon, fellow triathlete. We know Grant's been on here. Kyle spoke to him, a hell of an athlete. And I tell you what, I'm thinking, I need to get on my bike, mate. So <laughs> yeah. I'm never, I'm never going to have a triathlete say there's something in it. I mean, I know, I don't know I, I'm being slightly facetious. Well, Beth, and oh, Beth you know. but when Beth came on last year, she talked a lot about this and maybe touch on it with her tonight again. We know that you're getting a huge amount of aerobic volume, but you've got to put the time in. And the one thing I tip my cap to these triathletes who are doing 15, 20 hours a week training, it's unbelievable. Oh, at the very least. I mean, they're, they're probably yeah. 30. Like when you 30 add, hours a week. Jeez. Oh, easy. You've got your swimming, then you've got your cycling. You, some of these guys are good. I mean, I remember doing a session when, uh, Debbie was in this the triathlon uh, girls for gold squad thing um, years ago. Uh, that's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the Gilmore girls, mate. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's the political issues with with, with that anyway. It was it was development for potential Commonwealth Games uh, standard, and we we kind of know the story. We we know the story behind, but we're not going to go into it just now. But anyway, like. I did a session with uh, Grant, and I remember, you know, I think he was injured, and Mark Austin, and they, they we did a set like they went for a swim in the morning at six. I, I, you know, I rocked up at like eight o'clock, just out my bed, doing a session round the lake with him uh, or the lock, and then, uh, you know, and, and that was really good. And then I was like, I'm done. And then they went to do some stretching, foam rolling for like forty five minutes. I joined them for that. And then I'm way out from I'm they're all away out in their bike for like four or five hours. Wow. <laughs> Bugger that. See you later. I'm going away for Mickey D's, folks. Um, <laughs> now, now that's like, dedication. <laughs> that's it's so it is like uh, the 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 beat in most of them, like they don't really do they do volume in terms of like bike swimming and but a lot of it is high quality, you know, like real quality in the pool and uh, you know, maybe lots of volume on the bike. Because that's a lot of it is the biggest one, and then on the run, like a lot of it is proper sessions, like group sessions together, and just just absolutely smashing it up. And uh, it's 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 pretty impressive to watch. So I, I I but yeah, I mean you've got well, how many triathletes you've got? You've got Beth Potter, you've got Cameron Main, you've got Sophia Green. That's four. You've also got Grant Sheldon. That's uh, who else have you got? You've got you know obviously Johnny Brownlee. That's a lot of good triathletes are making a making a real mark in the the running calendar. Eh? But you know, you know what? I'll just 
because I think you know Sophia Green drafted as well, sixteen eleven under twenty three Scott. Yeah. So really, I mean, those are time. You know, that's incredible. What what I wonder is, I tip my cap as well to uh, Triathlon Scotland who have gotten these athletes down there. There's you know there's where are the sub fourteen minute uh, male runners who could go down there. Now I know that these guys are obviously in a program, and we talked. We got a great response, by the way, from listeners. I got we got a bunch of stuff on TRS. I got a few private messages about people from the rant last week, which was more aimed at the situation we find ourselves. You know, and I, I do think certain bodies, particularly Sports Scotland, could be doing more, but and the government should be doing more. But what's but what I thought was really good for you, Triathlon Scotland. You've got you know, there's three Scots in the field there who have yeah. all travelled down for that race. Zero risk on COVID. There's a sense, but they've obviously they're they're funded, but they've gotten them down. Um, and it's a real. I'm wondering, well, why can't an equivalent runner go down? It's an athletics event. It wasn't a triathlon event. Why can't an equivalent runner? We know there's a few Scots who can go under 14 minutes. Well, why are we not seeing these other boys like Jamie Crow, uh, etc., go down? Who I see did something on his Instagram that he wasn't able to travel because of we nippy. So, yeah, yeah. Is it? It might all might be all to do with because you're right. They're they on a, a performance program. They're on the institute, but. Because it's triathlon, running's part of the you know the yeah, absolutely it's part of the discipline. Eh? It's I think it's like, great they've gone down. Gone, eh? Absolutely, so yeah. amazing, and it, it really it shows that these are. I mean, I you know Cameron's Cameron Main, a name I knew, wasn't really familiar with his times. Sophia Green, if I'm honest, I, I wasn't aware of until the weekend. You think just but as an athletics fan, there's serious depth at the moment. Oh, it really is. Eh? I mean, you know, with like. It's going to be interesting, like when things do open up. I've said this before: like you're, you're either going to be in amazing shape, or you're just not going to be in shape. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. well, spe- speaking of shape, um, best in the weight room. So, I'll bring her in. Hi, Beth. How you doing? thank you thanks so much for coming on the show and uh yeah second time in the show we've got a world leader in you know in in the house which is fantastic so firstly how are you feeling beth um yeah it's it's been really like it's been mad the last couple yeah. of the last 48 hours it's just uh yeah I don't, I don't even yeah don't really have any words for it to be honest it's just been a flurry of messages and yeah mental well we we want to focus we want to focus on the race and the run because that is you know it's it's amazing we it's just amazing as scottish athletics fans for us it's just amazing to see we knew you must be in good shape because you're such a good performance at the super league the week before but i mean going talk about going into that race were you you know we've talked a bit about the you know we set up the scene with the listeners the 1441 what what was the what was the what were you dream, even dreaming of doing in that race um so i I only decided I was going to definitely, I had to persuade my um, coach that to do it on the Monday, um, my triathlon coach. And so, yeah, we, we decided, we entered the race, we did it. And then it was on Friday night that um, I asked, I just messaged Chris Barnes asking if I could be put into the faster race. Like not really knowing how that was going to go because I, I had a big week last week off the back of Super League. I was, you know, I did five by a key on the Tuesday night in training. Oh, I was out for a long ride on Wednesday, I did a wow. big Thursday. So I really had between like my last session was on the Friday morning swimming. Um and I just had the rest of the day off, but I usually have an easy day Friday. 
And then yeah. obviously I would do a run session on Saturday, but I was doing this race now. So I'm calling it, I'd had a 24 hour rest period. And um, so I was hoping I'd be okay. And then tried the new shoes out on the, on the Saturday morning. Yeah. They've been couriered to me, especially. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, just so when was didn't really know how it was gonna go, to be honest. I was pretty tired off the back of that week. Um, but then I just committed from the gun, just went with it. Uh I knew it was quick at the start because I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't I didn't know if I was gonna be able to keep that going, to be honest. I I was not uh, not sure at all. Um and I was a bit baffled when they kept reading out the reading out the splits. I was just like, it's a joke. Has he got this right? Is he standing at the right point in the race? Is he actually standing on the right kilometer marks? Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, just kept going. And I thought, I was like, maybe the wheels are going to fall off this lap. I don't know. Keep going. And then on that last lap, I was just really gritting my teeth and I could hear everyone. And I think when you're having a good run as well, it kind of spurs you on a bit inside as well. You're like, come on, keep going, keep going. So, yeah. So I, I, don't, I still can't believe it. When I went through the finish line for the last time, I knew I had about a like just about a kilometer to go, um. But the clock said eleven minutes, eleven minutes something. Yeah. It's like eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and I spent like <laughs> half that lap trying to work out if I'd seen eleven or if I'd seen twelve, and I was just trying to work out like if it was, if I was a lap out or something. If I got the, I just was confused. Yeah. I was like that's so. That's 14 something. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. bonkers. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. So you never, you clearly never, you know, wore a watch on the day. You just went by, you know, gun to tape. No, uh, my watch wasn't even charged. I didn't even have a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Andy goes mad all the time. Yeah. I never have a watch to warm up with. And I had to use his watch to warm up. And I gave it to him yeah. just to yeah. calling us over to the start. I was like, here, take your watch. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Like, how, you know, like after the race, like, how, what, what did you? How did it feel? Like, you know, like how, how are you feeling when you you saw the time? Like, I think I was shocked. I was really, yeah, I was shocked when I yeah. crossed the line. I was just like, I just had, I was speechless. I just didn't. Yeah. yeah. I I don't remember feeling like that out of breath. I just remember being like, oh my god, what just happened? It was like an out of body experience. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, you yeah. know, we, 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 I take it, you know, this is probably a silly question, but were you were you going for the, re- you know, were you going for that sort of record? Or... <laughs> no, I was going, That's genuinely, like, not even being funny, I was going for 15-15. Yeah, wow. But wow. That, and that was something, I, I mean, I was thinking, I was, you know, my, I was watching with uh, my wife and I was saying there's, I, gar- I was, I could guarantee you wouldn't even know what the, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't even be able to quote like the world, the world leader at that time, the, yeah. the British record. I mean, that I knew was... the British record. I knew the British record was up a pole, okay. but I knew, I knew it was around like low fifties. I didn't know okay. what it was. Yeah. Um, but I haven't even broken 15 minutes on the track. Yeah. Yeah. I on that point though, I would. I was going to come to this later. I would. I can't wait to see what you run on the track now. That's the. That's the thing. I do like my event. I like the 10k. I don't even like the 5k that much. Mm. So. And yeah. what will you run over five? What could you run over 10k? That's the other question now. I mean, please tell us you've got a 10k coming up in the next month or two. No, I've got triathlon now. So. 
on so on that balance then the, a lot of the chat we've been reading and it obviously the first thing we think is okay so olympics what is the status for the triathlete triathlon olympic squad and what's the you okay um and five and ten is that that surely got to be on the oh, surely yeah. surely that's going to be on your radar i just don't know i need to have a couple of days to think about it i mean currently they picked the triathlon team at the end of 2019 so currently yeah, is that the same team then? That's like yeah. you know, they're not changing it, or really? no? What? It's ridiculous! It's ridiculous. I don't understand how you can pick how they can send how they can you can choose athletes who are potentially two years out of form. You know, we saw there was a bit of a debate on the on the women's marathon, but at least that is a decision made now. Even if you're taking form from years yeah. ago, triathlon. Just, uh, I don't understand it's, that. It's really frustrating because obviously two years for me is huge. Yeah, that is, that is, and especially having had like the lockdown last year, that's that's just bought me some extra time to get good mm -hmm. on the bike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I I'm frustrated. Like, obviously, they earned their spot at the time, but I'm frustrated yeah. because the Olympics isn't in 2020 anymore. The Olympics is 2021, yeah. and that's a long that's a long time out for someone like me to have made massive gains and I've yeah. like I've shown that at Super League I beat a world class field at Super League I've, oh yeah. yeah I've I've like and there's no triathlete that's going to run as quick as that no there's no other women in the world who's run as fast <laughs> as that bet come on yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Super League uh, like in real time and I was just inspired you know you you were just I, I like surprised myself that day like and I've been yeah. training really well and I've trained I've been training really hard hmm. and I've really addressed the areas that needed like work I've kind of um moved squads yeah. I I train with the, the Brownlee brothers now and um you know I do everything like a lot of stuff with them and I've got a really I've got a really good setup with me in Leeds and Brilliant. um you know I <laughs> I want this so badly, but it's yeah. so frustrating that it's kind of out of my control. Um, but I, I've got to go to the first races in the season and just and just do the best I can and, mm -hmm. and try and and try and put myself in like the best possible position to like I need to make myself so yeah. desirable to be on that team. Basically, I mean yeah, that's, that's the only thing I'm thinking. Yeah. I need to I need to be like one that they want to pick. I don't know. Well, I, I think they, they should. They need to reconsider. I mean, you've just got a world best in the five k. You've you've beaten a world class field in a track, you know, in the triathlon. Like, surely that's like, you know, you, you obviously a couple other races will show your 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 true form as well when it comes to an actual, you know. Yeah, out, I'm just gonna take out, one out race one race at a time. Yeah. But yeah, like next on the list of Rotterdam, and then we'll see where we're at after that. But I think I'm gonna have to give it a couple of days and just let. Yeah. all the hype die down and see what yeah like, have a kind of plan b if plan a doesn't go to, to go ahead um and that's would you consider the track because again the scottish national record over five thousand meters you probably know it's on the track is 1448 so no, i mean I there's no so no no scottish woman has ever run as fast over five thousand meters on or off a track uh, well that's what I'm, i pulled from power 10 earlier earlier run 1448 on the track which surprised me i thought she'd gone quicker than that Maybe, let me let me. I will double check that. But in any case, you're you're that with that that must be surely. I know. I remember we spoke to you last year, and you said that the commies was so nice to do the triathlon and the track, almost like a sort of your as you transitioned. That would, I mean, surely the track would be interesting if it if <laughs> push came to shove. Yeah, I mean, 
if I'm in a position where I could qualify, then yeah, I'll give it a go. But um, I'm not changing any training. Like I'll train for triathlon. That's mm-hmm. obviously working. Yeah. And I probably just, and there is a block in the season, I guess, like in August. So I guess the be no races anyway. So <laughs> if I'm, <laughs> if I can go to the Olympics, then obviously yeah, I'll try. But um, it, like the, the aim was very much the triathlon this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Excellent. Well, Beth, it's been brilliant having you on the show. Just, you know, having you on for 10 minutes has been fantastic. So inspiring. And uh, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're really, really looking forward to just seeing what you can do over the triathlon and, and yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully into some running events. And uh, yeah, on behalf of our listeners, they, they were all super pumped as well. And we're getting a lot of good messages uh, when, when they heard that you're coming on the show today. So okay. uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, keep up the good work. And thank uh, you. Yeah, you congrats. Will, yeah, keep 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 you keep up to date with all your progress. So we have yeah. everything crossed for the triathlon decision. That's yeah. the the dream is to see a, a Scottish girl in the triathlon squad. That would oh, be brilliant. Be excellent. Be amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, no thanks very much for that, Beth. And yeah, thanks for coming out. You're you know obviously just finishing your gym session and yeah. <laughs> so brilliant. All right, catch you later, Beth. Thanks yeah. very much. Bye. Thanks, Beth. Awesome. Thank you. Boom. Thank you for joining us, Beth. That's great. Uh, that's just what I mean. And again, that's, you know, that when we're saying that Kyle's not lying, she's literally squeezing us into her schedule. She's got multi disciplines to manage she's at the gym tonight. And she's when she's literally just come out of the gym there. So it's uh, great. Really good. And and one thing we haven't mentioned here, and I don't I don't want to. I'm not I was really unimpressed with how there was some not a little bit of negativity. There was stuff chatting shoes or chatting other things. And I think that it's right that the record is ratified. It's right that any world record is scrutinized. But it's but at the same time, uh, sometimes you get like these. It's just another example of these online running forums running amok. You know, yeah. like <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. And it's just uncontrollable the chat in there. Like it's uh, bonkers. But you know, but on it's, a, it's, a bit, it's, a, it's just boring now. Eh? I'm just bored of it. Boring. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe the shoes like. There's no doubt the shoes have an impact on on times. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, and there's there's also no doubt there's a, a spectrum of improvements um, from runners. You know, some people might improve one percent, some people might improve five percent. It's it is it is what it is now, eh? Like it's there's no you can't just you can't just pull all the shoes and well, you, I mean you can, but how how hard is that going to be to control? You know, like there's so much investment gone in. Uh, trying to make uh, you know the shoes faster and um, lighter more performance enhancing and almost like all the makes and makes are trying to match Nike's next percent and I think I've got to say I think they're almost there now you know like A6 and Adidas like <laughs> they are yeah <laughs> and like you know two years ago like you'd get the the odd carbon plate coming out and you're like nah there's no way it's anywhere but you know what's important that point has. what's important that point is Beth ran the podium 5K last year, 40 seconds slower, in a pair of next percent, right? So yeah. it's not like she put on a pair of shoes and found 40 seconds. She's obviously in great shape. She had a, as she said, she had a, a real, she's really used lockdown, really trained, and um, it's amazing. And do you know what's funny? That ASIC shoe, which surely, I mean, there's no doubt, it's it's the bee's knees. 
there was a boy at this race I was at on Sunday wearing a pair. And I'm thinking, how has he gotten holding a pair? You've got Beth Potter there saying she's had to get them like couriered in. They only came out <laughs> yeah. last week. So this, this lad at the race, to be fair, ran what ran 106 for the half. So he wasn't messing about. Um, but yeah, like very it's cool. And yeah, it's uh I am very pleased for Beth, very pleased. And I can I'm hope I really I didn't I knew that I heard that story about the triathlon squad, and it's interesting to hear from her directly. I really, really hope they reconsider. Oh, he thinks you've got to like she's putting in clearly has had a fantastic couple of years of training. And like even in the bike, you know, I remember one of the races Debbie was doing and, you know, she was well, well ahead on the, you know, in the swim and she came out and then, and, and, and she was ahead in the bike and, and she, uh, she went past Debbie on the run and she just, you know, flew past her. And that was one of her strengths, but the, the cycle, you know, was, was a strength of, of certainly Debbie's anyway. And I'm sure even looking at the, the triathlon, um, the super league, super you league. can tell, you know, she's well up there in the bike as well, you know, an all out cycle. I mean, she wasn't the top cyclist in, but- in there but she's she's certainly got enough time to pull back when it comes to the run and that's where strength strengths are and, and she's a fantastic swimmer too you remember when she uh, joined us on on TRS last year and she said that she had she'd only been cycling like a few years so yeah. like you know two years ago she was relatively new to the bike she's got two years of big miles and big sessions yeah, yeah. she said she was yeah. a that i think she was a scott she was she also told us she swam at a national level so very much come together. And I, oh. I just think it's like British triathlon. Do you want to win medals or not? <laughs> yeah, Seriously. If you don't, if you want to win a medal, you send Beth Potter. Why would you not? It, it's, it's nonsense. It's like, it they're, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, well, sorry, we made a decision. Change it. Change, honestly, I mean, change it. It's like. But, but it also comes back to the point though, like, you know, Callum Hawkins had to prove himself over the London marathon. I mean, he was pre-selected. But he, he also got the opportunity to say, right, you don't have to run the full thing. We understand it's a marathon, but show good form after, you know, from 2.30K and we'll pick you, which you exactly. did, you know. So why didn't you do that for somebody who's at other, you know, triathletes? Like circumstances, the climate's changed. It's not the same as it was at the end of 2019. We've got COVID. We've got delay, you know, postponements of Olympics. Like we've got world-class world record holders coming into play that, can can win your medals like you know what it's like over two years of of development in the sport thing people i mean look at all, if you look at half the athletes in in scotland who have improved like some of them in two years ago no one knew who they were and now they're like at the forefront of of the the sport which is amazing so uh anyway that's uh yeah it's it's exciting to see um great great to see such a fantastic event from the podium 5k anyway that's for sure absolutely and I tell you what, I really want to get down there. That we can add that to the the ever growing, never shrinking list of TRS races that we should do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez, it's going to be like you know, in in August, like every single day, there's going to be an event where yeah. we're going to have to try and squeeze it in. It's going to be <laughs> and what would that course? What I liked about it, I mean, it was really cool to watch it. Um, can you imagine when that course is lined with fans? I mean, it, it would look pretty. You know, there's so many athletes, big packs of runners. It looked pretty ace, but. When you bring fans in, it's going to have that night of the 10K feel. You can already imagine, you know, a couple of barbecues selling burgers, uh, some beers on the go. It'll just be music pumping. It will be electric. I mean, fair play oh. to, to Chris, who's organised that. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, so, yeah, lots lots happening, which is which is good. Uh, certainly down south anyway, um, which, yeah. But anyway, let's let's go even even more south. Tommy, and, and why don't you tell us about your, yeah, Tommy in Paris and, 
in your <laughs> your recent half marathon that you that that you, you know a lot of people will be uh, you know uh, jealous about no doubt so let's tell us all about it then eh start from when you woke up because we haven't had a, you know, a race, <laughs> a race for a while here yeah? let me but, I'll, I'll rewind a couple you, what did you have for your breakfast Tommy I'll rewind a couple of days before that so <laughs> Ma- President Macron last week put in place a full confinement in France so there was so that. no so events were stopped so the race became not an event and it became an event that you had to do uh, remotely or uh, the club organized a training session on Sunday for you to do your your run right so okay. the right. little bit like so again you'll know any viewers have seen a picture of me on my Instagram will notice that there's no bib on there unfortunately so it was it was trimmed back a wee bit um, and that didn't for me that that had no real I knew that there was a few boys in the club um, but there was two clubs who came because Temple Run Club did theirs at the same time who are a very quick club so I knew there'd be enough people there. The idea was to, we got an email out saying, okay, we're going to put you into groups of six because that's the, the limit, the six people. So you'll basically do it. It's a, as far as anyone's concerned, it's a club run in a group of six, but actually it worked quite well. So I was, I was lined up to go in the 326 per, uh, per K group, which would be, which is like 112 and a half. Uh, sure enough, I ran 326 per K average, um, purely by coincidence. Anyway, there was like that group, the guys in the group there, I, there was a few guys who I thought would go quicker, um, a few names I didn't know. So I was quite, I was quite happy with that. And I thought, you know, a group of six is fine. Um, it was quite an early start as well because the, the park is in the park. The park wasn't closed. Um, so the, and it gets really busy in the Bois de Boulogne. So it was um, an eight o'clock start. So we had to be there for half seven just to like warm up. But this is where we made our first, not mistake, but a bit of frustration. We obviously don't have a car yet here. So we walked up to the park. It's only about two, three kilometers to the race. We got yeah. there and everyone's like there. We don't know people that well yet. I know people say hello to on a run and, you know, but it, bear in mind, it's all in French. What do you do with your stuff? So we've gotten up there yeah. and we're like, we want to go for like a warm up, but the park is, the park is not, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful park, but it's that where the start was, it's like, you know, any big park, it's maybe sometimes you get dodgy parts of parks. I'm like, I'm not sure I really want to leave my bag with my phone and everything just by the side of the road. And it was still a little bit dark. So, we kind of hung around until someone we, one of the people we knew from the club came back and have, and we're going to the car and threw our stuff in the car. So we threw our stuff in the car at like 22, quarter to eight and then and went for a very short jog. And that's my first sort of frustration was that it was because it, it was so scaled back. There was there, nobody who wasn't running was there. So there was no like, yeah. it wasn't like there was people floating around who were, there wasn't even a starter. You know, we just <laughs> all said, right, three to one, go for our group. And then the next group went 30 seconds later. The problem is I really didn't feel like I was that warmed up. And actually, so as the race went out, we went out in a group. Fiona came in our group, actually, because she was running the 10K. That My plan was to run between, was run around 325, 330 for the first 10K and then try and press on. And as we came, it was four lap, almost four laps of this circuit and it, it marked it out with a wheel. And as we came around, like, sort of the first half lap, I found myself at the front because the pace was sitting at like 335. And I was like, I kind of want to get, I want to get to the front. I want this to move a bit more. So me and this guy went to the front and we did a couple of kilometers at the front. It was like 327s. And then after a lap, the group, and it felt quite hard actually. It felt, and this is just an honest one. It felt hard. I was like, I was really worried at that stage how hard not even race pace felt. Like 328, 329, 330 felt really hard. And I was like, oh, shit. 
Listen, anyway, two of the guys I want to run with, including Momo, I've talked about before, the 55-year-old oh, year hero. He was running 30K yeah. in our group, right? Jesus. And I'm going to, this is, I'm not, it's, I've got, I'm in awe. This is a 55-year-old man who ran, who went through half about a minute quicker than me and went on oh. to run 30K. He's an animal. He's an absolute oh, king. So he went, so him and this other guy from the club shot off. And I've since seen the Stravas and they ran two 320s back to back. And I didn't go with it because I was really, honestly, at 8, 9K, there's no one in the park. It, it's not a race. And I'm like, I'm going to stop at 10K here. I was convincing myself. I'm thinking, I'm going <laughs> to jack this in. I feel like shit. I can't yeah. get going. I'm just, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm going backwards here. But what's interesting, actually, I wasn't going backwards. I was running a constant 327. Oh, really? 28. Yeah. But because they put in two quick paces, and there wasn't, you know, nobody's there. Like, there was basically... There was the two of them, and then one other guy who who came past me actually, because he must have been in the faster group behind. He came past, so suddenly you had this group of four up the road, and they were moving away from me. And I'm at eight nine k, and I'm thinking I must be blown up here. I must have gone backwards. I wasn't really looking at my watch much. And anyway, I thought, oh, you know, don't don't be a wimp. Keep going on. So I cracked on. And I was like, you've got to finish this. And I realized actually at twelve thirteen k, I'm thinking I'm actually not feeling that bad. Yeah. And I looked at my and I was thinking, racking my head through my splits, thinking. I haven't actually had a bad kilometer yet. Everything's been between 325 and 330, which was the plan. I think the slowest is yes, 329. Yeah. And it was interesting to realize that I hadn't actually faded. I just, the group in front of me had gone fast, faster. And it, it, that feeling of being dropped made me feel like yeah. I was going backwards. And secondly, I just don't think I was warmed up enough because suddenly 14, ah, okay. 15, 16K, I felt great. And okay. the, I was with three guys and I started running, suddenly I'm running 324, 323, 325. And I was yeah. moving again. I'm thinking, and I was really frustrated I didn't go with that group suddenly, but although in hindsight, 320s might have, I can't handle that. But it was a really interesting lesson anyway. Sure enough, get through to like, like 18, 19, 20 kilometers. I'm holding that pace. I'm thinking I'm running solid. It must be like a 328, 327 average, something like that. Got down to a kilometer to go, was able to pick it up and I ran, closed in 112, 39. Yes. And it was, but what was, what was really funny is I realized this would be the case on the laps, right? There's no one there. There's no finish line. There's just a little line on the road. They've just painted it. But he painted the 20. <laughs> I saw that. I saw you a there's, there's not even like a. So you basically run to the line and stop your watch. It's not there's a timekeeper <laughs> running. It is a true TT. Anyway, I realized this on the laps. They'd marked the 21K out. And I'm thinking, but there was nothing else. So I'm thinking, is that the finish or is it 21.1? Ah. Anyway, they hadn't, they hadn't marked out 21.1. So I, I went through 21. Right. And I kept running and there was no one there. And I'm like, there's a group in front of me. Where the hell are they? Like the, the race must finish. So I ran for a bit. Yeah. Anyway, I stopped my watch at 21.1. And then these two guys were, I, I picked actually what I should have said in the last like four or five kilometers, I picked off three guys who'd gone two, two were in my group and two who had faded from a faster group. So I felt good passing people in the last four kilometers. But anyway, they suddenly, I stopped at 21.1 because I was like, what the hell is this line? Right. I'm stopping. <laughs> And then these two guys shoot past me. So I'm like, I'm literally like, I've been stood there maybe four seconds. So I start my watch again and start running. I'm like, this is shambles. Absolutely shambles. And then eventually we got, there was a big like sort of horse truck. And sure enough, behind them, we're talking 50 meters up the road, the group were there. So I ran up and I eventually got this start, stop my watch, and uh, which was the 12, 112 39. And by this stage, it's at like, it's, at, it's well over uh, 21.1. So I'm like, what shambles? Absolute shambles. I said this to the president afterwards. Like, mark the mark the finish line, mate. Seriously. And uh, anyway, so 
all that taken in, I actually was quite pleased. I think, you know, I've I've had a bit of a mixed build-up. I've had some good sessions, but not much mileage. I said last week, I think 73 shape. I'd be pleased I can go 72. So sure enough, mid-72s is fine. And I think it's a good place for me to start the build. Um, it really is. But I, I just... That's, uh, that's a decent, like, you know, what, like, that's a decent benchmark. Yes, it's, exactly. The fact that you're, you, you, you've, you know, you've predicted that you're... You, you, you know, imagine if you said, you know, you went 115 and you're like, bloody oh, hell. Yeah. Imagine how you feel. I thought that was happening in the first half, mate. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. 9-10k, I thought oh, no. this, could be, this could be going backwards. And it's interesting. I, you know, I know at marathons, particularly the big city ones, you're lucky to get a warm-up. You're in the pie, right. pen, etc. But I, as and this is maybe, I people, older listeners will roll their eyes. My dad rolled his eyes at this. I feel like as I'm getting older, I need more of a warm-up. Honestly, like I, I've done sessions recently where I've done yeah, tight, tight, no, exactly. I'm tight on yeah. time and I do like one and a half kilometer warm up if I'm really rushed because of bloody curfew or, or work or something. And I find that it takes me ages to get into the session. And actually, I need to find the time because on, I'm telling you, I think if I'd done three or four kilometers warm up, and actually on Saturday, I run 6K to training and I feel quite good when I get there. I think I should have had more of a warm up, some strides because I felt like. Honestly, that that pace felt so hard in the first 10k. Yeah, and there was honestly, I was, I, I wasn't. It was only because I thought, well, it, it would be, it wouldn't be very good 10k time. I went to 10k in 34:10 or something. Something in well, there's no point in stopping with that. You know, that's bad <laughs> yeah. for me. I know, you know, I, I'm not knocking the time, but for me, so I was like, yeah. yeah, crack on. And it just shows you can get through bad patches. We talked many. You, I mean, ultra, you've talked about that many times. You can go through bad patches, and even in a half, an hour and a, an hour and a yeah. it doesn't matter if you're running an hour, two hours, you can go through a bad patch and, and get through it. And I was, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's, that was lesson number one. Lesson number two was I'm not in race mode, so I forgot any gels. So oh, I was like no. FFS. I usually take a gel about nine miles, and I, I didn't have that. And oh. but what it's all, it's really, it's just, it's really all that is reassured me. I had my endorphin pros on, so I, first, first outing in those, by the way. They were nice. Oh, really nice, so I, nice. So I think, um, yeah, I think I think it's good. It's a good place for me to be. And actually, the lossy half last year with a big monster tailwind, I ran like one eleven fifty. And I remember at the time saying, I think it was a minute, minute and a half quick. So actually, I'm probably not dissimilar shape to where I was there. And I got into really yeah. good shape in the summer. So good that place is to a be. good thing. That is a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so what, well, there's there's a, there's a few things I want to to chat about here. Um, no, stick with you initially. So, what the hell was that in your beak? Eh? What was that thing in your beak yeah. when you're running a boot? Tell so us all about that. So, that I, listeners, regular listeners of the show will know that I wore one of those in Boston. Uh, <laughs> and this is a nose strip, I should say. Did you not have a black one before? It was white this time, wasn't it? Usually, well, actually, that's the funny thing. Usually, I've got a see through one. And actually, I've, uh, I ended up buying a pack of like, I thought there was, this is month, this is like, honestly, way before lockdown. So maybe over a year ago, <laughs> I bought a box for the, thinking I'd be doing London and stuff last year. And it was accidentally, it was the, they're not, not see-through. It was white. And I was like, so I'm not, anyway, but I haven't had a race since then. So I haven't had a chance to wear them. Does it have a Nike, vi- does it have a Nike sign on it? <laughs> it's got a carbon plate in it. Anyway, I, um, I put it on and because I was, I got the, I got my rucksack out, which I use for races. Obviously I haven't used it in for a race since like last February. Because uh, Antrim, it was like bus from the hotel, and I was um, anyway. So I've and I feel we found these. Them, so I thought, oh, sweet, I'm going to wear one of those, and uh, I put it on, and I've got my must have a wonky nose because it always flaps on one side, like it comes <laughs> off, right? But you know what? The less lesson learned that happened in Boston, and you can feel it. I can see it through my eye. It's on one side, it's come off, 
And in Boston, <laughs> I can remember, I, t- I said this in the podcast, I took it off and it felt like someone put a nose peg on my nose. <laughs> like a clothes peg, sorry. So I thought to myself, as annoying as it is, I'm not taking it off because it looks, I know it looks ridiculous, but I, it might be a placebo. I don't know what it is, but I tell you, I feel much better airflow through it. Do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I used to wear one when I was like 12 years old, eh? like to cross country races. <laughs> and the, only, and the only reason I used them was because Paula Radcliffe used one. <laughs> I wanted to just be like Paula. Eh? Uh, and I, yeah, I got one right, right over my nose. The amount of, you know, I bet you so take much. so much abuse at that age. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, my, my tartan running shorts I used to wear to, you know, <laughs> in my training sessions, my, my nose, my, my nose, um, air, whatever it's called. What, what are they called again? What's the name of them? Airways? Um, no, air, no strips. Nasal strips. Nasal strips. At least Breathe Right is the brand that we use. Ah, there you go. I think, it's, well, I think a lot of people use it for snoring, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Well, if it works for you, you know, even if it's a placebo, then, you know, continue work you know continue using yeah. it uh and then you know okay it's brilliant to see that you you, you know you're you, you had a great run okay it wasn't really a race but think about when it comes to an actual race when you've got a, yeah. a good fast course you've got a group of folk you're running with you know you've got the the new the, the newest of the new carbon plates that no doubt oh no doubt oh you know <laughs> you only need to run four strides and you're in the fit at the finish line you've got all this to look forward to in the, the near future no doubt but uh you know what about uh you know your uh, Tommy's favorite training partner Samira how how did she was she running She or? wasn't she wasn't running I think she's no she wasn't running I think she's saving herself for the French uh the French 10k champs at the end of the month did she, she did wasn't she running on to cheer you on or anything like No that? no I mean with confinement there was no one there and no ah. one there but what you know it's interesting you say it's not a race and stuff and I, it wasn't you know I'm not I'm not laying out excuses or anything saying it wasn't a race because to be honest because I'd I'd come on here last week I said I'm doing a race I had like I took uh, the the day before I had an easy day deliberately. So in my head, I'm thinking I'm running here for a time. And with, you know, let's be honest, in this day and age, because of Strava, people see your time. And that really kept me going. That thought of I need to just yeah. keep digging because if I, wow. you know, if I post a time, it's uh, I mean, it's my time and mine alone, but I don't want to be, you know, I, I, I'm, I think I'm in better shape than 115. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to be banking that down. So. It's well, good. It was, it was the nice. Scottish runners, listen, you know, they, you've called them, you've called it out on TRS, so yeah, you, know, exactly. you can't let the listeners down. We'll have no show if you didn't race. So. But, you know, I, I think I've, I've said this to Fiona this over the weekend. I think I've got, a, I'm tend to have a good handle on where I'm at, and I really, I felt, I knew that like a three twenty kilometer would be too quick for a half. Three thirties yeah. at tempo feel pretty comfortable. I thought somewhere between like 325 and 330, I was like, that was going too hard. And it got, do you know what's so funny as well, actually? Because I'm, you know, this morning I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, my legs feel like awful. Like yeah. what's what's wrong? And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I ran a, I ran a half yesterday. But because yeah. it's not like, you know, you know, I'm not in a big medal and I'm not, there's no big finish ceremony. I'm not, we're not, you know, not going out for like, uh, even just a coffee afterwards. It's just, you come back home and sit on the couch. You end up with this because of confinement. You end up, you don't think of it as a race but actually i've still run hard over a half marathon distance and you know near out full effort you know i I think honestly even it would be a race i don't know maybe you find 10 20 seconds something like that with that big the crowds and the seeing the finish line in the last couple of kilometers but you know to be honest it was a um i think this is where i'm at and i need to just uh, it's good i think i'm i'll put out here now the goal is to run you know, certainly under 230, I would like to think I can run something like 227 
in London. Yeah. I felt like I was in that shape last year, uh, particularly in, when I went to Antrim. Um, I felt really good in some big sessions. So I've got time. That's the key thing. got time now. Yeah. And it, it was nice to get a benchmark. Oh, definitely. And uh, you know, Fiona was running the 10K as well. How, did, mm-hmm. how, how was she feeling and how was she happy with where she was at? Yeah, so I was really, I was feeling really well. I mean, she had a, I mean, again, I think more, to be honest, uh, for for girls, it's really difficult on, you know, like also, you're arriving at a park, there are no toilets or anything, right? Oh, no. So that is, a, that is like a stress for, for, yeah. for anyone. And like, we're both like, you know, it's all right for me. Well, it's not all right for me, actually, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more blazing, I guess, to go and just say, right, I'm going to go up bugger off a wilderpoo you know so yeah, yeah, yeah that oh, creates a stress so mm-hmm. that feels not the easiest last month or two so uh she had some yeah. good sessions but she um yeah she ran well 34 47 um, yeah. fastest woman there on the day yeah. and yeah i think she did really well she was again feeling is a is a is a, a race day girl though and she's someone who you know i know on a, she gets really fired up by a race and fired up by yeah. a big finished gantry and a crowd and all that and yeah. i think she's someone who i think she more so than me um, would get and you know put her on a on a proper start line. She'd run really well. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, well, good so, stuff. Yeah. It's good to you know good good to just have something tame for you. And and that, exactly. you know, I think encourage. Obviously, there's not that many races still happening, but I, I I'm I'm definitely an advocate of of time trial races. Like you know, yes. a lot of my athletes I've, I've, I'm coaching, I'm you know I'm prescribing a, 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 a some sort of virtual distance race uh, or certainly a, a, a loop of a course that maybe not maybe it isn't 10k it's just a loop that's specific to what they're doing and that's good you know, well. go out and give it a shot and just practice you know taper and, and you know taper for the race and you know eat what you would usually eat in a race and wear the right shoes that you would you, you know wear your new carbon plates you know okay they might have been 250 pound there might be 50 <laughs> percent uh usage once you finish your your 5k but you know, give yourself, treat yourselves, folk, you know, treat, treat yourselves. yourselves. That's what it's about. Uh, so oh, I'm, I'm pleased for you, Tommy. It's good good to see that you got but, a race and uh, I, of I, some sort on the cards. Thanks. And, and it, you know, I think I totally agree with you on the time trials. And one thing it made me think of is I know that okay, clubs can now train in groups, which is good. This is what the clubs need to do. You know, I, I've, you know, we did it at Metro last year. I got a real boost out of that on the weekend there. You know, there were six of us in a group and reasonably well matched. I mean, the fastest in our group went through ran 7202 uh the slowest was like 7330 or something so it was a pretty well matched group so clubs you know that time trial on your own can be difficult but if you if you've got a group of mates a group of tra- a training group that can do a time trial tempo together that's where the clubs now i think can really create something because there's no way i would have run a, a, a half on my own and i wouldn't have run that quick so having the group would be really useful but do you know what someone runs 106 on this on the weekend like, yeah, un- there was a- this Temper Run Club who are like they're a se- they're a very good standard actually. And this guy, I mean, <laughs> not a national class <laughs> athlete even. He's just like a, a one of their club runners. So third guys one at seventy, one at sixty six, two at sixty eight, couple at six, a uh, seventy, and then there was one of their other club of guys I just took on the line or in the last like hundred meters or so. So it's um yeah, so it's good. So that's that's the call to arms of the clubs group time trials. That's what you need to be doing. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, well, yes. Yeah, so you know, what's going on with you, Kyle? To update yeah. us, what's uh, what's going on with the world of Kyle Gregg's training? Well, you know, in terms of my training, I, I think uh, I'm just you know plodding along. I'm I'm feeling quite good after the six hours. Uh, I've I've been doing a few sessions, and 
I, I don't really feel that there's too much fatigue in the legs. So, in, in fact, right before we had this uh, this podcast, I, I ended up just doing a cheeky wee uh, a wee hit session in the garage and cranked the treadmill up to fifteen percent. I mean, it's snowing just now in the Vale of Afford, <laughs> uh, so I was you know confined to the garage. Debbie jumped on the on the bike and uh, you know listened to a bit of club clubhouse mix and uh, you know pumped it up fifteen percent. 20 miles or 20 kilometers an hour, whatever it would be, and sprinted for 10 seconds, long recovery, and did that a few times, and uh, did some abs on the TRX, and and I'm I'm all fully pumped, you know, with the look at that, look at that, <laughs> oh, look at those uh, guns, blimey, all, all pumped and ready to ready to see rock and roll. Um, but let's rewind back a couple of days, and uh, you know, being the race director of the Murray Way Ultras. Of course. I have to make sure that I'm 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 wrecking the course. I'm I'm risk assessing the course because I've got uh, race permits that have been approved by Scottish Athletics, which is great. Uh, but I've also got to apply from the the Forestry and Land Commission uh, when it mm. comes to you know running through Rosile Forest and Lossy Forest. So yeah, I did a recce, fantastic weather. It was about 18 degrees and um Wow, I took some stunning videos and, and pictures. I got myself a new toy as well, Tommy. A wee uh, a DJI Pocket Two, it's called, so I can run and take some selfies. Cool. And, and chat, you know, do you know, bring bring TRS uh, live on, you know, uh, make it happen. With, Let's with, see it with, with minute <laughs> with minimal, uh, you know, disruptions when it, you know, camera movements and stuff. So it's That's been. Cool. And I got some amazing pictures, like just because of the the sun, it was so bright, really, really nice. So I'll, I'll certainly be sharing that uh, on the social, certainly the Mary Way socials and on my uh, on my Instagram page, no doubt. So uh, yeah, it's been you know I'm 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 really excited by the course, the Murray Coastal Fifty. That there's still a few spaces left, um, which is going to due to be taking part in the 12th of June. We're keeping the numbers low because of COVID and um, you know national guidelines, but. You know, looking at the roadmap, uh, you know, I think we, we, it's not going to be all singing, all dancing. Um, but, you know, we're, we're hoping that we get a race. And, uh, yeah, the course is a beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's been, you know, I've been on the course uh, many a time, in, on the trails many a time. But at the 20, what did we, we ran. So we drove from Forest to Finhorn, dropped the car off there, ran, and Debbie cycled next to me. Uh, and we went from Finhorn to... Garmouth and it was just beautiful like the coastal line and it was you know quite it's quite tough you know it's it's not there's not a huge amount of elevation but there's a lot of twists and turns and small ups and downs and a bit of sand you know not too much sand but you know you do run in the sand for certain sections but yeah it was it was brilliant so I spent a lot of time just getting you know preparing the route making sure that there's no you know surprises on on the way and then I'm going to wreck the the rest of the route um in the next kind of couple of weeks and uh yeah just been just focusing on that and uh yeah I mean yeah I still haven't got a race in mind but I'm I'm still going to tee myself up ready to pounce when the time arises Tommy uh but yeah nice. that's that's about me in a nutshell eh what about the um what so what what day is the race due to happen? I'm just on your website now. I've been looking at the, the I mean the, the the course I should add from your Strava photos looks absolutely stunning. When when's it due to happen? It's the twelfth of June, Saturday the twelfth of June. Saturday the twelfth of June. Okay, so that, yeah, coming I think back home for you. Well, I'm actually back there. Oh, here we go. I eh? be, well, I won't be back in time for that, unfortunately, <laughs> mate. I'm gonna, I've, you know, there's only a number of certain number of days I'm 
you know, from as far as the tax man is concerned, I'm I'm allowed back in the UK. So keep this uh, off right now. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'll be back for that, but I'll. Uh, that's a shame. That uh, future, I'm, I'm very, I'm very keen. And how many and how many numbers have you got for it? Did you say? Well, we've got at the moment. Um, you know, we've got. I think we've got about 80, 90 runners at the moment. Brilliant. For, uh, and then you know, there's we we are going to cap it. So you know, if you do want to enter, folks, we're not going to. We're going to be we are going to be strict with the numbers this year because of covid we don't want we don't want to be having to email people saying you can't run because we're over the limit you know uh, yeah. and that that limit's quite loose at the moment in terms of guidelines i mean hopefully you know as, as things improve and as we we, we kind of get ourselves out you know the, the roadmap continues as is we should be okay and um, we'll still we potentially will still be in tiered levels but you just you know we you just can't take your chances you've got to be sensible and uh yeah we've obviously got marshals and if anyone does you know obviously don't they don't want to run but they want to volunteer help out marshal um you know cheer cheer the runners uh f- you know take photographs of the runners and uh, whatever you want you know just certainly let me know and go to the marywayultras.com website and uh drop me a line in the volunteer page as well if you fancy it so yeah, I think you know. Other than that, that's uh, that's that's my news. I don't think I've got anything else to to report, Tommy. It's, it's not really been a huge amount happening from from my side. I don't think. Uh, nah, nah, just you know, just ticking away with with some runs and stuff. It's been, it's been pretty good. One thing, you know, one thing that that is fairly fairly, you know, a, a personal um, a, a sort of personal, but also it's uh, effect not affected, but certainly has affected me, and it's uh, it's really sad news. Is uh, mm-hmm. an absolute stalwart of the sport, Martin Hyman, uh, sadly passed away at the, in I think it was at the weekend. And um, now Martin, you know, Martin Hyman was uh, he's an honorary life member of Scottish Athletics. He was an Olympian before he moved to Scotland in 1979, and uh, you know he's been described as an institution in athletics in Scotland and a legend of the sport, which is completely true. Uh, now I know, I knew Martin from when I started as a junior doing hill running and he was just a huge influence uh, for me. And, and really, you know, I was looking back, I was in the loft early and I, I saw some of these like training programs I had that Martin helped me with uh, and, you know, some of the race plans and things like that. And, you know, just all voluntary and just, uh, you know, just a huge, passionate guy who really wanted to help uh you know runners in the sport excel and um and you know he's been he he was helping a Lothian running club um he, he was a big he helped scott fraser uh he's gone on to do amazing things in the world of um running and also orienteering also ian donnan as well um and you know i had the pleasure of of uh, martin being the team manager when we went to um when we went to Italy for the world trophy in, in 2005, I think it was. Uh, and then also in Alaska uh, in 2003, which, uh, which, you know, just someone who hugely inspiring and um, he's going to be hugely missed as well. The, the sport certainly won't be the, the same without him as well. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's been a few comments on the, on the Scottish athletics Facebook page, which, uh, you know, it's, some of them are including, you know, Ian Donnan's mum, uh, you know, how, how he supported his son through uh, and, and mentored him through athletics and provided the, that sort of knowledge as well. It's just, you know, just, yeah, a real, a real, a real sad, um, yeah, it's a real, obviously really sad thing. Uh, 
the passing of, of Martin Hyman, a huge ambassador of the sport. Yeah, well said. That's uh, very sad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I don't really, you know, obviously moving on to sort of, you know, hopefully some more optimistic things. And, you know, I, uh, and I'm sure, you know, we, we, we do want to support the, 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 the sort of athletes in Scotland. And, um, you know, in terms of our TRS run of the week, everyone wants to hear who the TRS run of the week is. So, Tommy, I'll give you the opportunity to, to announce who you think the TRS run of the week is. I think there's no, uh, there can be no debate on this. I think it's, uh, it's an, one of the, we have, I mean, these days there's not that many races, but actually, there was, <laughs> no, it, but then this week, you know, I think all, I mean, on any day, if any of the other three were not running, the other two, one of the other, one of them would get it, you know, that three that we saw running at the, um, down at the podium 5k, but Beth Potter, run of the week. I mean, unbelievable you know I, I think it's because it's happened we've talked about it it's been talked about online so much you've seen so much it kind of it's almost become like saying like, you know when you say a word so much you, it sounds weird it's this whole like the fact that she's run a, a world record time has just become i still can't quite get my head around it so yeah beth is just uh amazing really hell of a run um and you know we were we Fiona and i just sat and watched the fast 5k tonight in uh in the northwest you know you can also the northwest because they've got races coming out right their ears at the minute. Um, <laughs> but that one was a, that one, race. Yeah, it was tonight. It was the one that Steve Cram organizes, and it was a win. Oh, yeah, the um, events, oh, okay. North, events of the north. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so yeah, Laura Waitman won that, and it's quite a windy course. It looks quite exposed. Not as, and it's, it was a women's only field. They weren't running with the men like they were in podium, but um, you know, she's running. I think she was at 1530, uh, Laura Waitman. So you know, okay. Laura Waitman ran 1511 last year. Not on a great day either. So, you know, Laura's, we know Laura's a world-class athlete. But again, it just puts into context, 1441 from Beth Potter. I mean, it's that's unbelievable. And I've double-checked, by the way, I'm pretty sure that Ailish's 5,000-meter record is currently 1446, um, which puts that even into more context. So, wow. Incredible. So, yeah, well done. Beth is the TRS run of the week. And I don't know if she's had it before or not. She might have had it before for a podium last year. No, I don't I don't, she, I don't think no, she, she cares. <laughs> no, exactly. I think, well, actually, she should care because that's ratified. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very, look at that. Boom. Mic drop, Tommy. Love it. Right. Well, folks, if I've got one want... more. Oh, sorry. Before we, before, before we go that, I've got one more update to do. So, listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. We are almost there on the shorts. So we've got we're literally we are we're really hoping next week to have a have start to have shorts in hands. Oh. Uh, obviously, with me being in Paris, all the orders are going to go to Alfred. So Kyle's going to we'll have to deal with that. So be patient as well while we get them out. But just we're getting there. We really appreciate your patience. I know there's been a bit of frustration, um, and it's you know we we it's just been a bit of a it's been a longer process than certainly we anticipated. Ronald has been great, but it's just. It's just difficult. That's all. Um, you know, I've been involved in cl- running club before buying kit, and it's it's some yeah. It's not quite in hindsight. Yeah, it's, it doesn't just it's not just like buying something off Amazon. It's not prime. So thank you for your patience, and we really we know races are coming back soon. So we really are working hard to get those shorts in your just in shorts time round, exactly round your wow. breeks, round your waist, in time for the waist. So, yeah, <laughs> stay, stay tuned, and, and yeah, thanks for that. Ah, oh, exactly. Well, that's exciting news. So. Folks, if you do want to get in contact with us, you can, as always, get us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook uh, and Instagram. 
and also a Twitter handle is at Tartan Shorts as well. And you know, also as well, we we do like you guys to give us a review if, if there's any way that you support us, provide a review uh, on iTunes or your podcast platform. Tell us how great we are, and uh, yeah, that'll give us a lot more cred in the world of podcasts as well. And uh, yeah, other than that, Tommy, what's what's in stock for you the next kind of week or so? Uh so actually I've uh, so work but what's quite cool for me at work is I've changed or we've opened a new office which I'm now in which is in the uh, right in the centre of Paris and even with confinement oh, the heart of the city yeah. right in the heart mate second down oh. Mall, really central so I mean unfortunately due to confinement there's still you can't go in full time but me and my team have got we're in on a Thursday each week so there's a, which is cool so there was like you know it was a lot of them I mean there's there's a what you know, of the 25 plus on the team, there's only like three or four I've met and, you know, really in person and stuff. So it's really cool. But the reason I say that is my commute is going to start getting interesting for me. So actually, uh, I don't have a car and I'm not taking, I'm not jumping on the public transport. So now I'm going to start hopefully doing a bit more running, run commuting as well. So that's going oh, to be nice. quite cool. So yeah, that's like a, the, the marathon training comes in. Yeah? Exactly. So that's oh, what we're going to, nudge, that's that you heard it here first. I need to start nudging oh, the mileage. Um, yeah. Otherwise, not much. What your fixie? Um, what's, what, what's up with your fixie? No, no, I'm, I'm on the fixie as well, uh, although this yeah. is an embarrassment. Uh, <laughs> so I rode, to work, I rode to work last Thursday, right? First day in the new office, and it's like a super plush tech office downtown. Anyway, so I rode, it was a beautiful day, like 26 degrees, it was forecasted. So I went in my, uh, so I, I biked in, I put, I put a jack on, I got in, right? This is, I'm just, I'm just sweating like an absolute demon. <laughs> like I'm in a blue shirt, which is like, you know, just there's no showers or change rooms at the moment because oh, no. it's uh, so I'm and anyway, so right in, and I've got like I mean, my back is just like just soaked, mate. I'm just <laughs> it's terrible, and this is the problem with bloody COVID. They've shut the showers and the change rooms, and first, and I'm thinking, anyway, I'm gonna write, I'm I'm, I'm gonna try and uh, I'm gonna try and make some changes here and say, look, this is unacceptable. The at a time of COVID, people who are active oh, people should not be forced to take should not be forced to take the, the, the metro to get to work and you should have changed yeah. facilities open. I'll sanitize my hands if you want before I go in, but uh, it's just a pain. It really is. So I think... Um, ah, is that just that, a Dundee jobby? Was it a Dundee shower? It was a... Uh, well, not even that, because I didn't even bank on it being so hot. You know, me <laughs> as a Scot, I was thinking, it's all right, I'll just ride in. It's a lovely day. Not realizing it's like I'm absolutely sweltering. So I'm cruising down the Champs-Élysées and it's like, you know, the sun <laughs> on my back. <laughs> not good, so... The fixies, yeah. the fixie is in single speed mode, but that's um yeah. So that's my week now is trying to. It's still only one day a week, but try and get get on a runner, a run commute maybe. Um, not nudge the mileage and and then yeah, not not much else, mate. How about you? Uh not much myself. Not much. Just uh, yeah, just just getting yeah, just getting things ready for baby number two. As I said earlier, I was in the loft, you know, taking down all the you know all, all the all the stuff that Logan had when he was a wee in. Uh, getting the nice. car seat in case we have to, you know, pounce when 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 the time arises. We've obviously got a little bit of time, you know, but you, you, you obviously you know Debbie Debbie wants to get in her nesting phase, and you know, and I'm she's tell, you know I'm just getting told what to do, which is brilliant. So, <laughs> uh, and nice. one one thing, folks, Happy Easter, uh, and and that's one thing Debbie and I were doing was making hot cross buns, which were amazing, by the way. It, guys and girls, you'll never taste a hot cross bun like it uh, from the shop. Eh? Like bacon, make and bake them yourself. I'll find the recipe. I'll add it to the show notes if I find it. Get yourself bacon. Um, okay, when this comes out, it won't be Easter anymore, but 
you can still you can still you can eat holocaust buns, but it's not Easter. I mean, <laughs> mate, I eat, I eat Easter eggs when it's not. Um, when it's oh, not Easter, well, that so. I mean, that's the thing as well. Tomorrow, I'm going to be hunting all the shops down, essential travel clearly, to find as many reduced Easter eggs as I can to to fuel up for the next day. Uh, for for my you know for my for my next five k that I'm going to be doing or something yeah very good so. <laughs> very good right well folks thank you very much for the for listening to us yet again and I hope you enjoyed the episode a fantastic episode uh, having Beth on the show and well done again Tommy for a fantastic run that uh, in in you know in your in your kind of time trial forward slash race that whatever it was uh, you had and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing. What you what you also do in the near future as well, hopefully. So enjoy your commute Thank you. Brilliant. Yep. Thanks, Carl. See you next week, listeners. See you. Bye. around.